Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free on the ground. South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do. We are less than a week away until the zoo that is SEC Media Days is back in our lives. It is Wednesday, July 13th, and South Carolina is set to take the stage on Tuesday of next week. I'm Mike Yuvin. Joined, as always, is Marcus Lattimore. Nick has the week off. Nick will be back with us next week. And Marcus, when you hear SEC Media Days, I know it's a different location this year. I know it's not in Hoover. Alabama it's in Atlanta this year what goes through your mind because I know you had an opportunity to experience it in a way that not many of us get to see it I think it's pretty cool that it's in Atlanta first off Mm. you know I think I would have enjoyed that a little bit more rather being surrounded by Auburn fans and Alabama fans the whole time because the moment you get to the hotel and it was in a ballroom back in the day oh yeah uh Huge, huge ballrooms. I mean, I think they rented out pretty much the hotel in in Hoover. But man, it was just so crazy. It it was it, it was crazy. It was pandemonium the moment that you stepped off. And because Auburn and Alabama fans are in tune with college football, they know who you are. Uh, but is is this year's at at the College Football Hall of Fame? So this will be the first time since 2018. I think this is just the second time they're doing this in Atlanta, that it will be in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's connected to the College Football Hall of Fame. So oh, wow. you have That's pretty cool. I want to make sure because you have different rooms. You have different rooms. It's all connected or different buildings, I should say, but it's all connected. But for the writers, and I have to go back and double check because I'm just recalling what it was like in 2018. So I just got an email just a little while ago about it, but they had the, so the first floor is the Omni hotel. And then it goes into, of course, the Omni CNN uh, center hotel. And then you also have the college football hall of fame. So everything's connected to each other. You know, it's, it's different in this sense, Marcus, because you remember you would go from one room to another and that trip isn't that far, but you see all us media boys, as Spurrier would say, just surrounding with the cameras, the lights, and this and that. In that 10-yard walk from one room to another, it's much different in Atlanta. I mean, you go from one room, you have to walk down hallways. I mean, shoot, I don't even know if you hop on the elevator. It's just different. It's totally different. And then you go into the College Football Hall of Fame, and they have it all set up on the turf field. So what we learned today, though, Marcus – we learned today is who will be going to join Shane Beamer in Atlanta and maybe a surprise to some Gamecock fans, maybe not. Um, but here's the list offensive lineman, Javon Gwen, a senior. And I'm going to make sure I, I preface that for some of these players here. All these hey, players. Hey, Mike, Mike, before, before you announce the players, I got to ask this question, but since okay. you brought it up, how does it feel? I, I'm, I'm just curious yeah. because, I don't know. I see it as kind of a, I don't know. I, I, I see it as kind of an insult when he says media boys. How do you feel when Coach Spurrier says 
media boys. Shoot, I take it the same way as a Southerner calling me a Yankee. I could give <laughs> two rats' asses. I don't care. Okay. I mean, like, really? Uh, like, that's going to hurt my feelings, really? Okay. I mean, come on. Oh, media boys. That don't bother me. I mean, is, it, is he doing that on purpose? Is he saying that on purpose? I mean, if you ask the guys that have been here for years, right, and that covered you guys when Spurrier was here, the Rick Henrys of the wor world, the David Conningers of the world, they might look at it in a different way. I bet you Rick would laugh at it. I bet you DC would laugh at it. But to me, no, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. If I was here, I still don't think it would bother me. Yeah. Unless it was one of those things that we just didn't have a good relationship, then I'd probably get pissed off at it. But, I mean, and here's the thing. And, Marcus, you probably have figured this out. There's a lot of media members, and I can say this more so about TV guys, but there could be writers as well. A lot of divas. A lot of divas. We all have egos in this business. You have to have a little bit of an ego. You just have to manage it. Right. I do find it funny. I mean, you're you're a writer, and you're. I mean, it's your work. I mean, like that's you selling your work. Oh yeah, but I will find. I do find it funny when you go to SEC Media Days. You see some of these divas. You see some of these divas. It's like you know, if the food's not right. If you know, if things are just a little off with just like the scheduling, you know, because could be running a little bit behind because of Radio Row or whatever. It's just like. You think that they're the freaking president, you know? It's just like, hey, you know, I got more important stuff. It's like, buddy, you're with all of us here. All right, relax, okay? We're going to get our stuff done. You're going to get your deadline. You're going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, I, no. So, so, so the short answer, no. Okay. I don't know. It, it, it would just come off as, you know, if I'm in the crowd and I'm – it would just come off to me like, oh. I, I, you know, he, it's, it's like he's trying to throw a jab at you throw a jab at you because of because he might not necessarily like doing media and i don't know i mean you saw it more so than us i mean right. i don't know if he ever mentioned right. anything about the media and it's not like one of those things where it's like oh my god my feelings are going to be hurt right it's like i know there's some coaches that don't like the media i know there's some coaches that they respect that we have a job to do but it's not one of their favorite things to do by any means. No doubt. I mean, my opinion, my opinion is if I had to find someone that was that was like that, it'd be probably Will Muschamp. I think Muschamp respected what we had to do. Do I think he enjoyed talking with the media? No. But at the same time, too, now more than ever, though, especially in the world of social media, it could be such a great tool and a great vehicle when you use it the right way. To That's be able to exactly promote what I was about to say. And Mike. Shane Beamer does exactly that. So you go into a week like this, and you know to mention some of these players, Javon Gwen, to carry on Joiner, also a senior, and then senior Zach Pickens. Those are the three. Not Spencer Rattler, not Cam Smith, not Jaheim Bell. So I say all that because – these three players, obviously when players go, especially here, especially at SEC Media Days, because, and it's no knock to my colleagues here in Columbia or throughout the state of South Carolina, this is going to give them an opportunity to promote the program and the university on a national level because you're going to have the TVs there from all different states throughout the Southeast, and then you get Missouri, which I still think is weird that they're in the SEC, and then in the future you're going to have Oklahoma and Texas. So 
you have a great opportunity to promote the school. And it's not just Shane Beamer, but it's the players as well. And our brand is really been publicized in a positive light. Mm -hmm. I think for the past, for the past year or so, you look at what the creative media team does. You look at how coach Beamer interacts with people online. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm not surprised when you say that name, Javon Gwynn. I'll just say that. Can you, can you explain why? Cause I think, and we know naturally that the offensive line doesn't get the recognition, the credit that they deserve, especially as a running back. I know you feel that way, but what can you tell us about Javon? Because he's captain of this team, returning captain at that tremendous leader, but I don't think the majority of the fan base, I'm sure the hardcores, they know who he is, but the majority of the fan base, because of his position, naturally, they just don't know who he is. So when they see that, they're like, okay, why are we sending him over a guy like Spencer Rattler, over right. a guy like Cam Smith, Jaheim Bell, Josh Van? No doubt. Well, f well, Gamecock fans, you should get to know who he is. The first thing that comes to mind you know, just when just when that name pops in my head, oh, 555-pound squatter, the first <laughs> year he was there. You know, so that's my first memory of him walking into the weight room. And he's got five, oh, 500-plus on his back going up and down like it's a feather uh, for multiple reps. So, I mean, just absolute beast from North Carolina. Um was was a was an important get for us. I remember that. And the second, first, that's the first memory, and then the first word that comes to mind: maturity. Mm. Ma ma mature since he's been a freshman. I mean, I'm simply all about his business. Like, he, I mean, he's not there. He was he was a he followed in the shoes of Sidarius Hutchinson, so he had a great role model, you know, to to. To, to kind of model who who he wanted to be because Sedarius was like that the same way. Sedarius was a kid, but when it came to things at practice, uh, in meetings, in games, I mean, strictly a professional. And, you know, having that example, I think, kind of helped him, but mature. Mm. Mature, uh, understands. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain he understands what the mission is and what Coach Beamer wants. I mean, and, and he's be, he's able to articulate that, and it's very oh, very cerebral, very like, very smart. Mm -hmm. Now he so. he is Eric Douglas is another one, yes. Eric who he's going to be the new Parker White. Where you make the running jokes about how old he is, you know. He used to, I remember I remember when little Eric was a intern for us over at Watch Fox, and I say little, he was by far the biggest intern we ever had. Uh, such a great guy, and tremendous knowledge too, especially playing that center position, but. Oh, no. I, I say that, Marcus, and it brings me to my next question. And I know you had the opportunity to go as a sophomore, so I hope you understand where I'm where I'm setting this up, and it's not an insult. I think there's a difference where you have what's, in this case, in my opinion, when you look at those three players, deserving over who should. I don't know if should's the right word, uh, but I'll use should, okay? Yeah. So when I yeah. look at it, right, you have three players who certainly have put the hours in. They, I mean, they've they've been there for four plus years. Some of these guys, you know, four years. Uh, some of these guys are going on their fourth year. 
I say that because they definitely have paid their dues. Now, I say should, and that's the word that I'm using. When you went as a sophomore, Marcus Lattimore should have gone because you were getting the hype. You were a, a brand where you were going to be able to help South Carolina. And I said this earlier on Tuesday. I was on the uh, on SEC radio on Sirius XM, and Aaron Murray, former Georgia quarterback, he asked me the question, do you think Spencer Rattler should go? And in my opinion, I said yes. And the reason I said that is because of the national brand that he has associated with himself. He's never took a snap for USC. Is he as deserving maybe as the carry-on joiner? Or, you know, we could go down the list. Javon, probably not in the regards of South Carolina. Not saying as a player because he's very talented. So I I thought there would have been more positivity that would have come out of it. In just my opinion. You know, I'm not head, I'm not Shane Beamer. I'm not the University of South Carolina. Just my opinion that you would have had maybe fans from Kentucky, Tennessee, whoever tune in because they want to hear what Rattler has to say. Maybe they haven't been paying attention to what some of the beat writers during the spring have done from a coverage standpoint with Rattler. So I thought it would have been a positive in in that regard. I don't know if you agree or disagree with me. That's a really good question. Like a. An interesting debate because, I mean, you bring up you 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 bring up points that, I mean, it quite frankly, Spencer Rattler enhanced our brand, and and that was ten minutes, you know, right after he he said that he was coming to South Carolina. I mean, it's really just it's just as simple as that. Like the dude is popular. I mean, I, I heck, I watched him on Netflix before he even got to college, you know, so. I mean, he just has so many followers, like you said, from all across America, from coast to coast. I mean, he grew up in Arizona, you know, Mm -hmm. so we got people. I mean, we got a whole state of Arizona, at least a whole neighborhood of Arizona that are probably Gamecock fans now. And Marcus, we'll see how things play out, because depending on when this. Well, this will come out on Wednesday, but. One of the guys that South Carolina was talking to, a guy named Gigi Jackson. Maybe you Gamecock basketball fans know who I'm talking about. One of the first things that he did when he was on campus in the football building is he sought out Spencer and was like, mm. I remember watching you during the Netflix show. Mm. And, and you, I mean, that's, I don't know, it's a lot. We got some celebrities walking around Columbia right now, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's been quite um, some time, but it's been a while since you've seen that. And I know you're and I know you're a humble person, Marcus, but I mean, shoot, the talent, the name recognition between yourself, Elshon, I mean, Steven Garcia, it's still when he comes here, it's like he's 23, 22 years old. I think he still parties like he's 22, 21, whatever the case may be. But the point being is you guys went around and that's not not saying that a Debo Samuel or a Hayden Hurst or a Sky, that's not saying that people didn't know who they were. But it was different because you guys were winning. You guys did things that at that time had never been accomplished. And you guys were basically like the Beatles in town. And, and you know, quite frankly, Mike, you, you, you go to Alabama, it's like that. And oh, Alabama yeah. wins. You go to Florida it, and, and you got – you. I mean, you got to have some big names. It's, I mean, it's just as simple as that. You got to have some big names on your roster. Not a lot to win, but you got to have a few to win. And I mean, looking at that list yesterday of Mike Farrell's top 50 tight ends, we got two tight ends in the top 10. <laughs> and I mean, you know, like that, 
that those are signs. Those are signs that times are changing. I don't know who sings that song. I think that is that that might be Willie Nelson or uh Bob Dylan. I'm not sure. Times are changing. I don't it know. Is who Bob it is. Dylan. Bob it's Bob Dylan. Dylan. Oh, yeah. Times are changing in, in Columbia, South Carolina. But going back to your question. I get it. I get Coach Beamer's decision not to send Spencer Rattler down there because I mean it's just it's uh does it send the wrong message maybe? And I don't know if wrong and I can't shoot. I'm not a good th- thesaurus today. Any 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 better better words here? You know, uh, it's, wrong it's, might not be the right choice. But does it send uh, kind of like hey, because of who you are and your name, we're just gonna it's give more you a- the keys essentially. I think it's more of like a protection. Like he's trying to protect him. From who? Uh, protect him from the exhausting day where you're mentally where you could where you could potentially mentally burn out and might say the might say some things that you didn't necessarily mean. You know, because it is a day where you're just I mean, you, you gotta be ready. I mean, you, it's like it's like going into a game, and and it's really uh, why I enjoy SEC media today because it was such good practice, you know. Because you go through, I mean, I, at the minimum, I went through twenty interviews that day, and by the fifth <laughs> one, I was good, and you know, I'm warmed up. I'm, I'm my mind's a little bit more open. I can talk about a little bit more things, my my teammate, but. If if you get to if when you get to that point where it's the third quarter, fourth quarter, you know you you're taking pictures and you're um, a- asking you're, you're asked questions. I was asked questions about the Heisman uh, when I was at the SEC Media Day, and I'll never forget it. And I, you know, it was, it was around the end, and I was tired and I was hungry, and I was like, you know, somebody asked me, you know, do you want to win the Heisman? I said, hell yeah, I want to win the Heisman. And is it on my mind? Yes. And you know, I. I don't know if I should have. I probably should have redirected my answer to, to to something that was focused more on the team, you know. Because I mean, it, it, it was a topic of discussion. But you know, Coach Spurrier and I had a conversation after that. You know, he sat me down. He was like, "Look, it's all good to want to win the Heisman. It's it's all good, but let's let's not publicize it." Let's not publicize that you that you want it. That you, you want. You could have had a Ricky map. Williams moment. You could have had a Ricky Williams moment when he was asked about what would you rather want? Would you rather win the Heisman or a national championship? He's like, oh, I want to win the Heisman. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was during Big Twelve media days, but and I, I do. We are going to go into kind of what that day is like, and if it's kind of more of a whirlwind or if it's you know wh- what you recall from being on that other side of it, yeah. but. I, I do find it fascinating when you look at the fact that, like you said, it could be more so of a protection thing than anything else. I, I think it's probably a combination of a couple of things. I think, like you said, protection thing, because we know what he's going to be asked. We yeah. know what he's going to be asked. He's going to be asked questions about, you know, Caleb Williams and Oklahoma. And he got already asked that by USC media members i mean it, and it's going to get to a point where and he's past that yeah he's i so, mean that's he's past that's in the, that's in the last chapter well let's all right let's let's really let's really let's really break this down 
outside of the fact that, okay, he's Spencer, and this is a big part of it. I get it because I know there's going to be people listening saying, like, duh, that's the reason we want to send him. But let's really try to make sense of all this. Yes, you send Spencer Rattler, like I mentioned, Tennessee fans, Kentucky fans, whoever. People are going to tune in because they want to hear what he's going to say. Outside of the fact of him talking about the chip on his shoulder, and he's probably not even going to word it that way if he were to go, and talking about Oklahoma and Caleb Williams, what is he? Re- what, what what really makes him interest? Like what is going to be interesting that he's going to say? And that's not to say he's a boring person, but you put that all to the side. He's just another guy. He's ju- he's a talented guy. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at is what is he really going to say that we don't already know? That we don't already know. So when you talk about protection, because some people and I. I think when I looked at it first, Marcus, the first thing I thought of is it's more so of a respect thing. It's a respect thing to the guys that were there. And I think that is a big part of it. But the more I process what you said about the fact that he could be protecting him, I think it's spot on because he's answered that question so many times. And if he has to be asked over 100 times between all the different interviews that he has to do, it'd be real easy to slip up, especially at the end. Mentally, I mean, now all of those questions, say hypothetically, if he was going to SEC media day, all of those questions are swirling in his mind until the season starts and what people think and what people are saying. Coach Beamer, Demo, Derek Moore. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a discussion, you know, before they sent him on that, before they decided to to send him or not put him on that plane to Atlanta or the bus to Atlanta, because I mean, like, I mean, they just want to keep his mind pure. I mean, keep oh, yeah. his mind on the right things. And I, mean, I, but also at the same time, you, you, you're right. When you say that, I mean, Javon Gwynn, the carry on. I mean, these are the, these are great. I'm talking about some of the greatest representatives of South Carolina in the past 20 years. Is that like a fair way to word it too about deserving? Deserving, absolutely. Because when you look absolutely. at it, when you look at it, okay, and like I said, we're going to get into your experience of going, and you went as a sophomore, okay, and like I said, I, I try to decipher the two: deserving versus should. Right. Do you, as a player, especially when you're an upperclassman, more than anything, how much of a badge of honor? Do you take that? And it's changed like last year because of the COVID still come back from it. Only two players went and you had uh, JJ and Mbare and Nick Muse. But do players look at it as a badge of honor? I think of it as particularly like specifically with the guys that we have going. I mm-hmm. think of it as, you know, back in the I, I feel like back in the day, like when you were a four year letterman in high school and you wore your jacket and oh, yeah. and, and it was. Like just it, it was a it was an image that everybody saw. Like I feel like it was a lot more important back in the day. I feel like those guys, they care so much about South Carolina. Like that that's how they feel. That's how they're mm-hmm. gonna feel going into it. And you know, I also see it as a great recruiting tool because Javon Gwynn being from Charlotte, uh, you know, on a national stage. Uh, And, you know, all and, you know, Charlotte, I mean, the the 803, you know, up in the North Carolina is really, really, really important for us in recruiting. If we if all and always has been, 
you know, that Rock Hill, that Charlotte, that New Bern, um, Concord area. Like, I mean, people see that. Ooh. People see Javon Gwynn. Marcus, you you're know? bringing something up, though. You're bringing something up. And I'm not saying that Rattler is in this boat, okay? Because I feel like Rattler has bigger fish to fry than worrying about the SEC media days, okay? But do you feel like, if it wasn't this year, if they didn't have to necessarily sit down Rattler and say, hey, look, we're not sending you, okay? Whew. If you're Shane Beamer, down the road, is this something that you're going to have to think a little bit about, about egos, NIL, because like as you alluded to, this is an mm. opportunity for players to go out there and to promote themselves. Now, because of the NCAA rules, for example, let's say Marcus Lattimore is going to represent South Carolina and he's got a, a deal with, you know, Love Mishibishi, you know, from back in the day. No doubt. And he's up there. It seemed like every time I got here in 2016, <laughs> that's one of those commercials. Hey, this is Marcus Lattimore. It's a great car. Good on gas. About 25 miles per hour. There we go. So I say that because, you know, if you're up there, you're not going to be able to talk about your sponsors, right? You're not going to be able to do that stuff. But from a branding standpoint, it's going to allow players to have the opportunity to be on a wider audience or to a wider audience. And a company might look at it and be like, hmm, you know what? This guy has a name. This guy's a player that people like, and he's well-spoken. So I say this because you're talking about that new era, right? The new era when you're talking about the transfer portal, but specifically NIL, it's managing players just a little bit differently. That's... I don't know if you want to say babying, and I'm not saying like, when we say this again, I'm not saying this specifically about Spencer Rattler. I'm not. But when we talk about NIL and just the world we live in, if South Carolina is able to have success, uh, Marcus, it goes back to what you mentioned. You're going to have more talent. And when you have more talent, that brings egos. And you guys, I'm sure there's egos on that team, but you guys managed it. This is an added wrench that you're going to be throwing into the mix with NIL, and coaches are going to have to deal with it. Mm. You, uh, that That is a door that is unknown because, that that I mean, it just brings so many possibilities of what you can do. And – you know, the the I think coaches, you know, if I'm getting into the mind of a of a coach, I think that might already be a conversation. It it might already be a conversation that's happening in the building. <laughs> simply simply because it's it's so important. And you know, what do we want to do? What what are we in the business of? It's winning. And if you want to win, you gotta have great players. How do you get great players? You have to sell them. What are you selling them with? Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, if, a, if a guy is in an impoverished situation and, you know, providing him with platforms to, to, to gather more sponsors, that way he can take care of his family. It's it's what you have to do. It's not what you it's not like a, it's not an option anymore. You know, since money has been put on the table, it's not an option. And, you know, the I mean, this I. I'm so happy for the carry on, man. I mean, because mm. this is, I mean, it, it's another opportunity him for him to show his brand and, and what he brings to the table, just like his, his, just his personable spirit. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Javon Gwynn as well. I mean, he gets to showcase who he is, but man, that it, it, it's a conversation that, that, that has to be had 
I mean, I mean that that element, like we said a few episodes ago, and we keep saying college football will never be the same ever mm-hmm. again. It never will. And the fact that you're in Atlanta, oh my <laughs> goodness. I mean, I mean th- that means Atlanta companies in Atlanta are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Coca Cola is right right across the street, you know. So I mean, I, I'm not that, uh, anything is possible, and you know, a guy goes up there and shows charisma and personality with the CEO or COO watching, they're gonna snag him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just as simple as that because of the reach of the SEC. Like he, they're reaching his their tar- their target customers their target audience and it's it's exciting to think about it really is it's exciting to think about because it's just going to look different my old uh marketing professor with a thick 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 boston accent mike lewis (laughs) he'd be saying target marketing you know you gotta know your target marketing um but it's the truth Uh, it's it's the truth before i do want to mention this though i want to give a shout out to our ad our partners over at uh, Bet Online, who's providing advertising, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online where the games starts. So, Marcus, we mentioned that you had the opportunity to go sophomore year. For you, shoot, there was a lot of hype after your freshman season. I mean, there's no question about it. And this goes back to what we talked about before, deserving and should. Should, no question. If there was a situation where I'm making this up, I mean, because Rattler's a transfer, so it's not the exact same. If you had a guy like Juju McDowell, all right. If he was going into this season and he was in the situation you were a couple of years yes. ago, a couple of years ago feels, oh man, I know we're the same age. A couple of years ago feels like forever ago. Right. So if Juju was in that, that, that boat though, I think that he should go because of just what it means to be able to promote from the school. For you, you had an opportunity to go. Kind of walk us through it. I know it might not seem like a sexy story, the beginning part, but kind of tell us about like how you found out. Was it as simple as just, you know, Spurrier reaching out saying, hey, Marcus, you're going. Was this something that he announced in front of the team? I mean, I know it's a little bit different during the summer, but what do you recall from that in kind of everything that transpired between leaving Columbia, the flight on over, taking that private jet (laughs) and um, just everything in between? It's a big deal. It really is a big deal. Um, how did we find out? I believe Coach Spurrier, Jamie Speronis, and Fink told us all at the same time. Who was with me? I cannot remember who was with me. I believe Shaq Wilson was one of my teammates that came with me. We'll see if we can um, go back and pull this up as you're yeah. talking. But no, Mike, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal, but but because of the because of how he, gigantic the SEC is, and, and how much respect the nation has for SEC football, 
uh, and it's like you said, nationally televised. Um, there's a lot of eyes going on. Uh, you get your nice suit. You know, you get suited and booted by Brent Skinner. Uh, shout out to BP Skinner. And that's something um, through the university, correct? That's that's through the university. And the reason I say that, I've had people like ask questions like, you know, where do they get these suits? Like, you know, the, there's, it's there's, there's, there's perks. There's, there were perks before the NIL period. Just Coach Spurrier and the equipment staff mm. uh, took care of our suits. And it was nice. We wore suits for game day as well. Uh, so, I mean, that was just Skinner included in job. being a student athlete. He does a great uh, job. Hell of a job. Uh, so it's fun. I mean, it, it, it's it's exciting leading up to it. You get you definitely get a little bit of coaching going into it because it's such it, it's a marathon that day. Finkster, the day. SID coach, Coach Fink, Coach he, Fink. He, he, he no he's no longer the SID at that point. He becomes Coach Fink, and he gets you right. Now, was this during the flight on over on the private jet, or is this even beforehand? I mean, what do you remember? Cool. Because Fink does an outstanding job. Fink is awesome with what he I does. Mean, he's so he is the most punctual human being I've ever been around in my life. Like I, I don't think, I mean, has he ever been late to a meeting in his life? I don't believe so. I mean, he's he's probably already always five minutes early to meet. Oh, well, he, he is. And I think I think Fink enjoys it. I think Fink enjoys it. Now I live next to the stadium, so I have zero excuse. But when I lived on the other side of town, you get caught by the train or whatever. You're going to one of those press conferences. I think Fink enjoyed shutting the door on me just a little earlier, just so I couldn't get in. Or, you know, he would he'd let me in. Fink's always been good to me. Yeah. But I'd show up and he would enjoy opening the door, even though it hasn't started yet, just to mess with me. And it's like, oh, you know, pushing it close, Mike, pushing it close. But that's Fink. You know, Fink loves busting balls. Like he's but he's great, but he's really good at what oh, he does. Man. Too. And people don't understand how, how how his his humor, like his dry humor is some of I the... thought he hated me. Maybe he still does, but I thought he hated me when I first met him. Because just like you said, the dry humor, but I've been able to get to know him, his wife, his family. I during Carolina calls, they go every week. And I mean, you want to talk about just supporters of the university. They go to basketball games. Fink will be on the Jumbotron. I'll never forget this. I don't know if you know this story. This is when flossing was big, right? The dance move. Uh-oh. Fink actually brought out dental floss and started flossing on the Jumbotron. Oh, my. See, <laughs> see, people don't. Um, he, he's so clever. <laughs> he's so he's so clever. And, I mean, you 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 talk about it's been it's been fun to see him interact on social media. Because oh, it, it it gives people a glimpse, just a little bit of a glimpse of his personality. But no, we get we get coaching, Mike. We get some we we get I think we got at least three three or four sessions in with Fink just on the basics of you know the do's and the don'ts and you know taking the sip of water, you know, <laughs> just to take your time and you know, you you don't have to rush into answering questions. You know, I mean, they're, they're firing back to back to back. And, you know, you can take some time to move in your chair, make sure you're sitting up straight, make sure you take a sip of water, just take a few deep breaths. Like all of these things that put your mind back in the present moment, mm-hmm. I think is what he was coaching us on. Because you could really, but because there's so much <clears throat> you want to say, 
there's so much that they're asking you. Your 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 answers can be emotionally charged, and you say some stuff that is uh, egotistical, self-serving. You know, which is not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you don't want to say that. You don't want that to be the answer for for every single question that you give, like something about yourself. And how you often know? how often is Fink training you guys? Because we know throughout the season, especially now with Beamer being on staff, and I'm sure it was similar when Spurry was there. Muschamp kind of changed things up a little bit. I know he didn't have the freshman speak, which was more of a Nick Saban thing than anything. And a lot of those coaches that coached under Saban doing the same thing. But throughout the season, even the guys that aren't going to SEC media days, I know it's more than just Fink because he has a tremendous supporting staff, but how much of that training takes place? Because, I mean, we've seen guys like, you know, Debo Samuel come in freshman year. They try to be able to, you know, learn how to speak in front of the media and they get better. I mean, it can be nerve wracking. You got all these cameras in front of you, but especially something like this, at least with these players, they're all upperclassmen. They're all seniors. They've all been around the circus, even though it hasn't been a circus quite like what they'll see next week, but just that training to be able to be prepared that if your number is called for something like this, that it's not going to be something like, Oh crap, this is, you know, something that's overwhelming for me. And it can be. It can it can be it can be anxiety written. It can be overwhelming. But you know, some guys. Mike, I'll tell you what. Some guys don't need don't even need training. Like a yeah. guy like Perry Orth. I mean, guy like I mean, you just <laughs> hear him. You hear him answer questions, and it's just like, where did you come from? You know, like or 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 a Michael Scarnecchia. Like these guys, they're just he they're just finished up our school. By the way, shout out to Scar. Shout out to Scar. Congrats, Scar. Um, but training, I mean, that happens. I mean, we at least get two sessions in a year just on just on the basics. And then Coach Beamer or the or your head coach or your director of player development, they're usually always pointing out cues. Like, I mean, that that's something that comes up in in meetings periodically a good bit. You know, just the just on how to always i think the the point the main point that i think is being said in all locker rooms or in all particularly in particularly in the carolina locker room and and i mean it's it's all it's the message like just of being selfless and and always when you don't know how to answer a question i remember fink saying this when you don't know how to answer a question always reflect it back to your teammates you know, always, always put it back in a selfless position so you don't have to um, so so you don't have to make up something, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so easy for you to just it, it, the, it's crazy how the mind works sometimes because sometimes you can just make up something that ain't even true, you know, but if you don't know how to answer it, you can say you, you can you can say move on from that question or I'll pass or. You can just reflect it back to your teammates in some kind of way. You can etch it in, but um, I mean it happens periodically. But before SEC Media Day, I'd say two <laughs> or three sessions simply because of the marathon of it. Like it, it's it's just it can it can get exhausting. So, and I know it's been a while, but think back to that day. You guys take the private jet on over. Private jet. If 
private jet life. It's I mean, nice. shoot, let's, let's, let's talk about the private jet, man. Let's we talk about to. the because not because not because <laughs> we have to talk about the PJ. All right. So what, what's what's the private jet like? Because, I mean, first off, you're the head coach. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs about it. But it seems like if Beamer wants to go somewhere, he just snaps his fingers. And I'm, I'm sure if he it, hears this, it magically like, appears. Yeah. You know, he wants, all, he wants, it's he just wants, like that. Well, I mean, when, when I was out in Minnesota to cover the final four, he hopped on over the private jet. He came on by. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, hey, man, um, man, I could just like hop back. I, I, I was thinking about like, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the bathroom stall with just all my luggage, you know? But what's that? What's that like? Because like, when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, you've never been on that. I mean, shoot, some of us never experienced that regardless. So you hop on that private jet, man. Like, what is it? Do you get like do you get the uh not the fun size Snickers? You get the you get the the jumbo Snickers? I mean, what are we, what are we talking here on the uh, on this flight on over? <laughs> I tell you what, Mike, there's a lot of perks playing to playing football. Uh Man, I've been all over the world because of football. And my first time in a private jet mm. was because of football. I love how you said uh, first my time. sophomore year. Love how you said first time. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, no, it's nice. It really is. It's nice. It's, it's number one, you don't, you don't have to go through all that bull crap security. So, mm. so, so you ain't got to worry about all that. I mean, just standing in the line. You just walk right up to the jet with your bag and you get in. <sighs> and about five minutes later, you're off the ground. And that thing is moving. Mm. I mean, it is mo- like you don't even realize how I guess when you're on a commercial flight, you, you you don't really notice the speed. I mean, obviously, if you're watching it from from the ground, you see that. I mean, commercial flights. Are, I mean, you you see why it's how, how it's able to go 500, 600 miles per hour because it's just moving. But these private jets, my gosh. I mean, you feel how fast you're I've going. I've been in a small, it was like an eight-person plane in little old Greenville, Mississippi, where the airport, I, I kid you not, this is my, my first job in Greenville, Mississippi. The airport literally would shut down and reopen every four months. I was only there for 15 months. That thing had to open and close like three times. And it was an eight-person plane. And they had to weigh us in our luggage. Yes. And they had to make sure, like, all right, you know, this is how many people are going to sit on this side. You know, Mr. Yuva, can we have you sit over there? That propeller, I felt like there were two people, like, cartoon style spinning that thing. But, like, you feel everything. So yes, I got to experience what would be the best way, the, 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 the off-brand private jet life. I guess that's the best way to explain. That's And I was scared shitless the entire ride it's different it is di- i mean whether you're Does on the feel I've been, good though I've been when you're prepared. not in the not like when you were in the branded <laughs> which is the real yeah private jet experience that you got to experience with probably but, the store that's coming by would you like a warm towel mr <laughs> Lattimore? no 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 it's not as different as you think from the propeller like as really? far as like no like when you said feeling everything like feeling that engine and and, and, and like you're you're in close quarters, so you feel everything. Like you feel the thing moving, so it's like it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, concerning at times because you you just you're not used to that. And <clears throat> obviously, I mean, I just think it's unnatural for us to be in the air anyway. I still I don't know how a plane works flying. to this I day. I hate flying. I hate flying. I sleep. It's I'm so like, I hate dogs. It. 
you, you know, my dog got on a plane with us from South Carolina to Portland, and they know, they know, like, the shit is, like, not normal for people to be in the air like that. So, and dogs know that, too. Like, why are we in the air right now? But anyway, <laughs> it's nice. Um, It only took us, like, an hour and 45 minutes to get to Alabama. God. Maybe not even that long. I don't even know. I mean, it might have been an hour and, like, 30 minutes hour and 30 well, Atlanta, minutes Atlanta from Columbia is about a 30 minute flight now granted the plane itself is a little bit different and I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more smarter people listening to this than uh and I don't want to bring you into this market you can speak for yourself but hell of a lot smarter than me when it comes to okay if the weight of a plane this is why oh, I, I have no physics. clue you know, if no Johnny, about that stuff. If, if if the train leaves, you know, Oregon at, you know, 10 o'clock and, you know, this leaves at I can't tell you all the, you know, the timing. But the point being is, yeah, that doesn't take long. So you get you get to Hoover because obviously, like we said, when you went, it was in Hoover, Alabama. This year will be in Atlanta. You get there. What is what's that like? Like because you guys aren't staying at a hotel. You guys are going in. You guys are going out. So you get there. You might have some time before things get going, before it's your time. I know it might not sound like it's the sexiest story to share, but I think people on the outside would would appreciate kind of just knowing what, what it's like behind the scenes. You get there. What's going on between the moment that you get there and you begin things? And once you do begin, begin things, what is that feeling like? Is it truly like a whirlwind? Like you don't even realize like how quickly everything's going? Um, and it feels like, shoot, like, oh my God, it's over before you know it. Or is it a dragged out process at some points? You get off the plane, you hop on the bus 15 minutes later, you're there. And I mean, you're greeted by SEC fans, not just Alabama Arbor fans. It's SEC fans. And you know, the, they have their mini helmets, they have their footballs, they have their jerseys. Uh, so you're signing. I mean, you 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 literally jump right into it. There's no like, it's a it's a speedy process. I mean, it, it's really is. It, it's like it's 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 energized. You better have some energy when you show up uh, because you're jumping right into signing signing autographs right before you walk in. You do that for about ten minutes, and I mean, quite frankly, people. But I don't know how it is now, but people media members uh could pull us into different rooms at any time and you know just mm. write a story right there or you know we could go upstairs and there'd be uh photographers up there and you know we'd be taking yep. pictures for certain mac so i mean it, it wasn't like there was not a lot of sitting around i mean maybe if we were there for shoot if we were there for four hours i mean we probably had 45 minutes of downtime other than that you're moving and you're going room to room until you get to the big, feel, the big stage does it feel like a long day or does it go by quick it it, it feels like a long day because you don't even i mean you're doing so many interviews yeah you know the interviews are short you know i mean you're probably only with a a, a, a member of the media who is you know i mean he could be from kentucky and Marcus, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, because I think some people aren't aware of this. And it could be like, it was just different in Atlanta. 
and it was only one time. And I've been covering this thing since 2015. And then COVID happened, and we didn't cover it last year when I was at the TV station still. Uh, but you would go into the writer's room. You go into the writer's room, and then from the writer's room, you hop on over to the TV room. And then from the TV room, you'd go down. Actually, before the TV room, you might hop on over to do CBS. You might be doing some national stuff. And then after that, you'd go downstairs and you'd hit up Radio Row. In between that, like you said, some of the players might have an opportunity from a TV standpoint to get pulled aside, do some interviews. Um, I don't know what the writers would do if they'd have that same luxury, but they'd pull you aside. But the point being is it's ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And I know with Shane Beamer and the coaches, Fink does a tremendous job with this. We have an opportunity to talk with Beamer before he begins this this run to room to room. So I say all that because I just want to give people an idea of how, you know, it's literally just one thing to another to another, not just for Beamer, but for the players, for you guys. And that that's why we need coaching before before we go on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion, that's why we need coaching. That's why we have to be prepared for for everything that's coming your way because it's it's new. Like I, it's the first time you're put in a situation where you have to uh, go back to back like that. I don't I don't think there's any experience like SEC media day that that I've ever been I've ever been to besides the NFL Combine when you, I mean you, you you're trying to. I mean, you're talking to coaches back to back to back and you're selling yourself and they're asking you questions and they're trying <laughs> they're trying to figure out they're trying they're, they're trying to poke holes into you. The the only thing that I could compare it to is the NFL combine. Uh, I mean, and it's 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 really it's really good practice for that. But um yeah. Coach Coach Beamer Coach Beamer I mean, part of it is watching your head coach and how he moves. You know, how is he able to 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 maneuver all of this movement and how to answer these questions in a, in a truthful but respectful and professional way, um, you know. So you're watching your head coach a good bit. You know, you get to see him do his thing, and you know that Coach Perry did a good job of <laughs> deflecting, bragging on us, and um, I, I'm, I'm sure Coach Coach, coach Beamer would do the same, but. Mike, with all that being said, it's a fun experience. It really is. I mean, we get food. Um, <laughs> we, we we get time. We get time to hang out, and you know, it's 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 pretty fun. I'm looking at the list. I finally found it. I was able to track it down while we were doing this. Who went with you? By the way, you look at some of the players from just other schools too. What a freaking list! Dante Hightower was there for Alabama. Trent Richardson was there. I mentioned Aaron Murray earlier, hopping on with them um, on Tuesday. I mean, good Lord, look at some of the names on this list. But you also had some some studs and Fletcher Cox in there as well. You also have some talented guys that went with you. Now, there were two other players. I'll give you a hint. One was on offense, and the other one was on defense. I know you said Shaq Wilson. I will tell you that it was not Shaq. Offense and defense. Gar- Garcia? It wasn't Garcia. I think that's oh my maybe goodness. a um I don't know what Alshon. Alshon. It was Alshon. Alshon yeah. was with us. Yeah. So it's you, Alshon, and one more other player. And this is a player that maybe Gamecock fans will remember. I mean, you certainly will. 
but it's not one of those names I feel like that gets brought up enough is what I'm trying to get not at. Not Antonio Allen. No, that's that's not it. Um, he was a defensive end. Devin Taylor. Nope. Oh, my goodness. I cannot remember who came Travian with and Robertson. Travian Robertson was a great leader for us. Yes. Uh, he, he He's kind of like the same makeup as Javon Gwynn is right now for mm-hmm. Carolina professional mature dependable i mean just a guy that the guy that you want the guy that you want there now i gotta ask you because i don't know if this was a thing until the following year on the way back did you guys stop at what is now become a legendary spot for south carolina did you guys make the stop at arby's one thousand percent one thousand percent is that on spurrier is spurrier does Burrier want to go to Arby's? Is that his choice? Is this Fink? Like, how did he, this whole thing come about? I don't know why he likes Arby's so much. Coach so it's Burrier. They should they should sponsor Coach Burrier because he loves Arby's. And I mean, it's okay, but it's not that it's really not that good. The curly fries are pretty good, but oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they it's all right. It's all right. I mean, but but yeah, we definitely stopped there. Absolutely, we stopped there. And he got, I don't know, he, he got the roast beef. Um, We all got the roast beef. I was going to say, <laughs> did you even have a choice? Did Spurrier just order? Like, is is that one of the things, like, this guy just loves Arby's so much. He's like, you guys got to get this, you know? Like, we, we all know that that guy. He, I don't, I don't know what what his love affair is with Arby's is, but I mean, it's not a question. I don't, we, you know what? We should ask him that. Why? We should ask Coach Spurrier, why did we go to Arby's? Why does he like Arby's? You know, it's not the best fast food, in my opinion. What did you think about the re- reenactment by Beamer last year? Oh, classic. Classic. I think somebody drew it, too. Somebody drew that. And the and, attention I mean, to detail, though, that yeah. Fink was in the background, just like he was yes. so many years ago. And that goes back to what we were talking about with Fink. You know? he Yes. He's a jokester, man. I love man. It's it's the whole experience in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong. With, I mean, it, it it it's something about tradition, rituals that you you, you appreciate. And uh, I mean, I, I I enjoy seeing that year after year after year because it's just a great it's just a great memory. It did really Muschamp, is. Did Muschamp stop there? Do we know? Or do they do they just come straight home afterwards? I know you weren't on the plane, but I didn't know if you knew by any chance. I don't know if he stopped there or not. I don't know, but I mean, it should be a requirement that Ray Tanner puts in the contract for any head coach for South Carolina. You have to stop at Arby's after SEC Media Day. I just think of I just think of the scene in Mr. Deeds when they stop at Wendy's and they go to yes. get Frosties. Like that's how I envision it. I know it's yes. not ex- exactly like that, but that'd be great if they just put the private jet like right in the parking lot of Arby's. I, I will ask you this question, Marcus, and then we'll get to some questions by our subscribers over at Gamecock Central. Do you remember maybe just like a question from SEC Media Days that you're just like, really? You know, like, do you remember, like, does any just stand out? It was just so horrific. You're like, am I really being asked this? Because as you alluded to, it's not just South Carolina reporters that are asking you this. You have a bunch of different people that are asking you questions. 
there's not a question in specific, but there are reporters out there that try to trip you up. There is no doubt about that. They're trying to manipulate you to say something that is harmful to your culture. Mm-hmm. That that happens. That happens on a. I mean, that happens. Pre- that happens pretty frequently. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm being real, um, I don't remember a s- specific question. All I know is that Heisman question. Um, you know, I was feeling myself at that time, and it was like, yeah, give me the Heisman. I want it. Of course, I want it. You know, and it became a huge quote on some some big magazine. Um, and I mean that that was. I don't know if that was. I, I don't know if I would have said that in my right mind. I got you. Well, we'll yeah. wrap things up real quick. Just some questions um, from Ted Bainsworth. He said, "Not a question, but I would like to thank Marcus for being such a blessing to so many of us in South Carolina. A man of faith and character, being a great role model and example for us all." So, shout out to Ted taking the time to write that nice note. Thank Game you, Cox, Ted. Gamecocks. Gamecocks. Cox. KOX, Marcus's favorite upstate restaurant growing up. Wow. What a great question. It's not the beacon. Naturally, everyone's going to think if you live in that area, that's the beacon. That is a great question. Favorite restaurant growing up. I mean, I I hate to go with a chain, but they were really good. You know what? Actually, favorite restaurant growing up was only maybe a certain people will know this one. The clock. The clock is just American diner. Mm. Um, fast food, great fries. Oh my god, great chicken wings. Does it still exist? Uh, it still exists. It's in Welford. I'll have to check South it out. Kirk. I mean, it's one in Lyman, it's one in Well, it's one in Boiling Springs. Dylan Thompson will know about it. Okay. Uh, check it you, out. You know what? The Pete Pete's and the clock. They were they were interchangeable because it was the same type of food. Pete's and the clock. Uh really big restaurants in the upstate. All right. Last two questions. Uh Maddie Cali77. Hey Marcus, what is your fondest non-football related memory of your time in Columbia? Have a blessed day. Oh my goodness. Mm. Should have given you a heads up about this one because I'm sure yeah, that, that there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of good memories in Columbia. Um man. Gosh. I need some. I need some, Mike. I need some time for that one because I don't. Um, we could take yeah, some time. Need, we can answer that in the next episode. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it, that. We, we got to remember to answer that one. Yeah. Yeah. And the final one, I'm trying to make sure I read there. Threat level midnight. Oh, that is a office reference to the great Michael Scott. That is their username. They have two in here. So I'll try to read these as quick as I can. 2010 game versus Florida. What thoughts went through your head after that game? And are their thoughts different now after watching the game's highlights? Mm. (laughs) 
I was still in shock. I was just like so in the moment that there really really wasn't any thoughts after the game. Um, I knew that it was big. I knew that it was monumental. We were just so caught up in the moment. I mean, heck, we show up at the stadium at 2 o'clock in the morning and there's 10, you know, almost 5,000 fans in the stands, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. So we're still living in the moment. I don't think we came to life. I don't think I came back to reality until the next day. Um, <laughs> I see those highlights all the time because I'm always – uh, included in the tweet. Um, it's fun. It's fun to watch it. It really is. We dominated that night. We dominated offensively and defensively. And how do you got to get going? So this is the last one he said. He said, how did you learn to always lean slash fall forward when hitting the hole or engaging a tackle? That's what I teach. I don't know why. I don't know how I got to that point, but it, it was just almost muscle memory of, I was always trying to lunge to get the extra yard, you know? So mm -hmm. I was always trying to get the extra yard. So naturally when you, when you, when that's something that is, um, that, that that's like your intention when you get the ball, I think you naturally will lean forward. So, so it's, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fall backwards. Uh, I had really good running back coaches, coach Graham, um, you know, you'd watch it. I mean, you'd watch him run, and it'd be like, I mean, this dude's just a menace. Um, I just wanted to always get that little bit extra. Um, where that came from, I don't, I don't know. Muscle memory, muscle memory, mm -hmm. and knowing that it worked, particularly on the goal line, it worked. If you just get lower, if you just get lower. Than everybody else, nobody's going. Nobody's coming down that low. So, uh, running backs, uh, anybody that running backs, just just sit in a squat, do wall squats over and over and over again. Get comfortable in that position. So next week, and Marcus and I and Nick, we haven't even talked about this, but we'll probably push the episode back a day so that we can recap what took place at SEC Media Days. Again, yes, that is going to be, be fun. on Tuesday. Marcus, one last thing I want to mention to you before we end this week's show. I know we haven't had a chance to talk about it. George Rogers gave you a big shout-out when I saw him at his event a couple weeks back. And uh, he said he joked around. He's like, tell Marcus I want to come on the podcast, but I'm not doing it for Marcus. I'm doing it for you, Mike. So I started joking, but – I told him, I said, because he's because he, I know you're going to be coming back for a game. He said we yes. can come on over his place. Marcus, we might have to do some recruiting. There's a gentleman that's not too far from me, uh, one Darius Rucker. So maybe we can recruit him. I don't know if you can have a nice little pitch for Darius to see if we can come on. Come the, on I, the show. Let's get them both. I'm, tell I'm Darius, excited. I tell can't Darius, wait. You tell I, Darius. I'll, tell Darius right now. You clip it. I'll clip this thing. You do your little recruiting pitch right now to Darius, and I'll and I'll send this to him. Darius, you are my man. We go back so far. Um, let's make this happen, man. Come on the podcast. Let's talk Gamecock football. Let's talk Gamecock basketball, baseball, whatever you want to talk about. All right. Let's just have a good time. Just another reason why Marcus should come back to South Carolina to watch a game. He's Marcus Lattimore. I'm Mike Yuva. You guys have been listening to Believe in South Carolina. We'll see you next week.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.